and good afternoon, GRN listeners. We're glad that you joined us. Welcome to all listeners across the South and Central Texas listening area. This is your live and local program. This is In His Vineyard. I'm Gordy Zambrano, your general manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network South and Central Texas listening area. You can hear this program every Monday at noon right here on your local GRN station, online at grnonline.com or on the free Guadalupe Radio Network app. We're also streaming this program live on Facebook. Um, if you're a part of our GRN South and Central Texas Facebook group, be sure to join us there. Thank you to everyone tuning in from Marble Falls, Fredericksburg, Kerrville, Uvalde, and right here in good old San Antonio. We're grateful you decided to spend this hour joining us and getting caught up on all things Catholic in South and Central Texas. On this program, we try to bring you a variety of informative discussions highlighting different people, ministries and events going on in the Archdiocese of San Antonio and parts of the Diocese of Austin. On today's program, we'll be talking with Deacon Tom Fox and Mary Fox from, guess where, Pilgrim Center of Hope. I can't wait. Uh, We're going to talk about their 30th anniversary. There's a lot to discuss there. They're here live in studio, and it's going to be a great conversation. The second part of our show will include Adamola Elliott and Charles Ramirez. They're both from the Archdiocese of San Antonio in the Office for Parish Life. And we're going to be talking to them about Assembly 2023, which is coming up November 3rd and the 4th. But begin before we begin those conversations, let's get today's program started the way we should do all things, and that's in prayer. And remember, as we pray, ask the Lord to make his will known to you and for the grace to accomplish his will in loving obedience. And I want to ask our Guadalupe Radio Network listeners out there to pray for the Guadalupe Radio Network. You know, we were built on four promises made to Our Lady of Guadalupe. The network is going to evangelize. We're going to defend the sanctity of life, promote families, and promote vocations. We pray for our priests, deacons, nuns, and religious educators constantly here at the Guadalupe Radio Network. And we ask that you do the same and to dedicate an hour of adoration for our priests whenever possible. So we start in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear God, may everything we do begin with your inspiration, continue with your help, and reach perfection under your guidance. With your loving care, lead all of us in our daily actions. Help us to persevere in love and sincerity. Bless us with an abundance of courage in proclaiming your holy name and the teachings of your church. Grant us the grace to do your will in loving obedience. Heavenly Father, keep us under your constant protection and draw us, our families and our loved ones, ever closer to you. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so what I want to do before we begin our great conversation uh, with Deacon and Mary Jane, let's uh, recap last week. Uh, I want to begin by you know, first of all, thanking the young Catholic professionals for hosting Sean Rice and I. Sean was the, uh, was the guest speaker last Tuesday and, uh, we were out there at the home of the Salesian sisters, which Sister Sydney and Sister Bernadette were so hospitable. And boy, that is just a fantastic place out there. They're, the Salesian sisters are awesome. Follow them on Facebook. They're always doing a bunch of stuff. And, uh, of course, you know, uh, they, they're very involved with St. John Bosco. So want to, want to make sure I, I called them out. And I was just telling Mary Jane, this is gala season. And so there's tons of galas that are coming up. The, I want to call these out and let you know what they are. Allied Women's Center. 
is Friday, October 20th at Holy Trinity. And you want to go to alliedwomencenter.com for more information on that one. Love Strong Marriage is having their gala on October 27th. Go to lovestrongmarriage.com. And of course, the Deacon's Dinner is November 10th. And you want to contact Kendra at 210-731-3142 for more information. We had Father Juan Molina and Deacon Paul Cardenas on the show last week. And, uh, you know, all that benefits the... um, uh, Mac Mexican American Catholic College. So we want to make sure that they have great attendance. And lastly, Axe Missions. Can't forget about Axe Missions. Go to axemissions.org. They've got their gala coming up on October 28th. And I know Deb Alanis and her group over there are doing a great job preparing for that. And uh, lastly, our Guadalupe Radio Network date is set for our Fishers of Men dinner. That date is next April 9th, 2024. And it's going to be at the Witty Museum. So with that said, Mary Jane and Deacon Tom, let's get our conversation started. Welcome to the program. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. We're glad, it's good to be here. Thank you very much. And uh, this is exciting. It's always exciting to be um, alive uh, in, the, in the church and with faith and hope. And to, as, and to share what you know, good things God has done in so many ways. You know what? Amen. Uh, that's really, you know, uh, we say at Pilgrim Center of Hope that the, the, the whole mission is, has been a, like a, a school in the of providence of God's providence because that's how uh, that's how it all began. Exactly, and that's so, so true. Tom and I look at each other and say we're living a miracle. Oh, and yeah. now our staff, our wonderful staff, there's uh, about eight of us, um, full time, part time at Pilgrim Center of Hope. Thirty years, twenty twenty three. We're wow. celebrating thirty mm-hmm. years of service. 30 years of God's providence, 30 years of seeing God's mercy in action, 30 years of seeing people seek hope and being transformed in Christ. It is just wonderful. And we rejoice in hope. That's one of our favorite uh, scripture quotes, rejoice in hope, because every day, even though we, you know, it's a nonprofit organization, mm-hmm. we're a nonprofit, we live only on donations. Um, that's why we say we're living a miracle and we're living God's providence because we depend totally on God's providence. Right. And so for 30 years, we have been. And so um, it's it's incredible to be able to rejoice in hope each day, but to rejoice in hope mainly to know that this mission was entrusted to Tom and I in the beginning, to yeah. two people, and now it's reaching beyond uh, San Antonio, Texas, the U.S., and now worldwide. Yes, and uh, you know, in the very beginning, um, Mary Jane and I had a a, a, like a uh, an awakening to our mm-hmm. faith. I mean, both, we were both cradle cradle Catholics, and and for a long time, Sunday only Catholics. Yeah. Uh, but thank God, uh, we, we had had an awakening. Part of that was a um, a, a pilgrimage uh, to the Holy Land, and that uh, helped us to appreciate the uh, um, our, our faith in a, in a different way. As we saw all of the religion, all the, you know, to go to the place where uh, our salvation was won for us, knowing that millions and millions of people have came, have come to, uh, to that place, uh, wanting to reverence the sights, uh, that, that Jesus made holy and just to, you know, to, to kiss the, the tomb, uh, uh, from which he rose and, and, and all of the religious, uh, and of course the local people that have, um, have lived there. All these, uh, all, all these years and years to, uh, to keep the, the holy places alive. So anyway, uh, that awakened us to, uh, a, a deeper love for our faith. And, and when we returned, 
we just believed that God was calling us to something different. And so we, at that time, it was uh, Archbishop Patrick Flores that we visited mm-hmm. with and told him our, our plan uh, to start something, uh, a center for evangelization. And, and he said, well, uh, you have my blessing. I can't support you financially, but you you have our blessing. And That's so right. that was the... Exactly. That was the beginning. You know, Archbishop Patrick Flores knew of us uh, right. because we were working seven years at St. Matthew going door to door. I think of a Catholic That's couple right. going door to door in the parish boundary. <laughs> wow, that was an incredible story in itself. But anyways, so we he already knew of our work and our vision was to respond to John Paul II's call to the new evangelization. So all this is going on. Holy Land, John Paul II calling Catholics to get alive, you know, be alive in the faith and right. counter Jesus, the risen Lord. We said, yes, we need an evangelization center. And through much prayer, discernment, and it took about a year to put things in writing. Mm-hmm. And once we did, then we approached Archbishop. We asked for his blessing, and once he, he we received his blessing, we proceeded to find a physical location for Pilgrim Center of Hope. Now, the mission of Pilgrim Center of Hope is really to help people encounter Jesus Christ right. and to return to the church. And we did that originally through um, parish missions, school evangelization. We wrote a curriculum based on the documents of the church uh, on evangelization, but really reminding people of the richness of our faith mm-hmm. and, and opening the treasure chest of our, of our Catholic faith, of Catholicism, and taking a jewel out at a time and saying, like, for example, look at the communion of saints. And within that jewel, there are many jewels. Look at this specific saint and how can they teach us? And then here's another jewel, you know, the sacraments. And how is it that we live this in our everyday lives? And this is what the mission was, the Pilgrim Center of Hope was founded for, that specific mission. Uh, so today, and, then, and then, of course, uh, we were fortunate to have made the, uh, relationships, especially with people from St. Matthew's that knew right. us of, because of the ministry that we had there, that they believed in uh, also in the, uh, the journey that we had been, that we began together with them, and they were so supportive uh, in in so many ways, helping us to to find a location. Uh, as we said, we didn't have uh, we didn't have the money uh, personally. Uh, we depended from the very beginning uh, that the first month someone paid the rent for us, the next month of someone else, and then until uh, gradually there were more people involved, and then not only. Uh, on a f- for a financial uh, situation, but people uh, that dif- that made a commitment to pray, uh, and then the, uh, the uh, really a vast number of volunteers that uh, we do, we depend on. We do, we depend upon the uh, our, our benefactors, our volunteers, and, and our prayer warriors, and that really is a is a, a big part of the foundation of Pilgrim Center of Hope, and we celebrated that especially at. Our uh, Rejoice and Hope fundraiser uh, you know, a while back, mm-hmm. uh, calling, and and we had all these beautiful uh, pictures that showed the history of Pilgrim Center of Hope, the the people involved. Uh, there were uh, testimonies of, uh, of people that had been touched by one aspect of the of the ministry or or, or another. Right. So it was a it was a great great time to rejoice, That's a great right. time to rejoice, and and we. We believe that uh, God has much more rejoicing ahead of us. Yeah, that's right. You know, and speaking of location, Tom spoke about you know paying rent and so on. The people yeah. are thinking, where yeah. is Pilgrim Center of Hope? Well, Pilgrim Center of Hope, uh, we were looking for a vocation, a physical location, as we said, 
um, we chose the name, first of all, Pilgrim, meaning because we're a pilgrim people and every day is a journey. Yes. So we wanted to remind people yeah. we're on a journey with Christ and our destination is, of course, heaven, the heavenly Jerusalem. Sure. Uh, we needed a center, a physical location to provide resources, a place of meeting, a place of spiritual renewal, and obviously to give messages of hope, Pilgrim Center of Hope. We found a place. And so thanks to some friends, we found this vacated convent. The, yeah. the Society of St. Teresa of Jesus, also known as Teresian Sisters, and they're in the Archdiocese mm-hmm. of San Antonio. They had a school uh, near this building. They had sold the school, the property. All that was left was 6.8 acres and their convent. We said, wow, this is perfect. Wow. And, of course, we were pretty audacious. As Tom said, we had zero budget, uh, nothing in our money, our pocket. But we believe, we were so convicted of this yeah. call after all this time, prayer, and discernment, the blessing of the Archbishop, we knew that this was indeed a, a, a calling. We found it. Here we are. We met with Sister Nancy, the manager of we called her of the Teresian Sisters. Uh-huh. And after meeting with her, she heard about our objectives, our mission, and she said, "Wow, let's let's pray about this." And after a week of prayer and discernment with her community, they came, she came back and said, "We believe that this." You and Tom, your vision of Pilgrim Center of Hope is what our founder wanted to do in the 1800s and wow. wanted to continue, and that was to evangelize the household, and which we are doing now with our three nets, we call them. We are actually, our vision was to reach every home possible, and right. not only in the archdiocese, but in as many as possible throughout, um, well, as we, can, as we are now worldwide. How are we doing that? Well, we have a physical location with the adoration, with the chapel, with the Blessed Sacrament. Only two foxes live at Pilgrim Center of Hope, <laughs> Tom and I. <laughs> I, like so, that. I like that. Uh, uh, we, we live there, so we are able to have the Blessed Sacrament in the chapel. Thanks uh-huh. be to God. We live right down the hallway from Jesus, with Jesus, our Eucharistic Lord, and wow. we call him the CEO. Um, so every day our staff starts with prayer, with meeting the CEO for five minutes, uh-huh. and then they start their work. They... Uh, every af- every afternoon, the secretary rings the bell at 3 p.m. We stop our work, go to prayer. We pray the chaplet. Mm-hmm. We also have a meeting space. We have a bow garden, and we have a, a, an additional parking lot, with um, which we need it. I always say, you no know, sisters didn't have a lot of cars, so we didn't right. have a parking lot. So we've added parking space, our door stations of the cross. So what are we saying through all this? It's become a physical location for a pilgrimage site. If people want to take a pilgrimage to Pilgrim Center of Hope, they will find time to pray, Stations of the Cross, sit in the bow garden surrounded by flowers with a life-size crucifix, um, quiet, lots of trees surround our property, although we're so close, an easy access to most people because we're in northwest San Antonio, right off Loop 410, easy right. to get to. They can find us at pilgrimcenterofhope.org. Um, and and then, then most yeah. recently, the, right. uh, we were gifted actually several years ago, maybe seven years ago, um, uh, because we went on, on a, a pilgrimage to Turin when the oh, shroud was, was exposed years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and coming back from that experience, uh, the pilgrimage were, were deeply, pilgrims were deeply touched and they, they thought, gosh, San Antonio needs something like yeah. this. And so, um, you know, we were praying and, uh, and then someone gave us the, uh, the exhibit. Wow. 
Wow. Uh, right. Uh, wow. So we've had it all this time, uh, hoping that we were going to be able to build a, a building that would be adequate. Uh, have, uh, our, our meeting space is limited to about 25 people right. uh, uh, because they, the, the sisters didn't need a large meeting space. So uh, we were hoping to build a, a building that would accommodate at least 100, maybe maybe 200 mm-hmm. uh, space for for uh, for meeting. Mm-hmm. And then also a space for this exhibit, an adequate space. But uh, as the as the years went by and and we were not able to to uh, get this building yet built yet, but right. we've had we said we've got to do something with the, with this gift that we've been given. Sure. And so we have made space within the uh, uh, within the convent, and uh, we believe that is, that is very effective. Uh, the space that we have uh, to exhibit the uh, uh, this. Uh, the, the shroud is called "Who is the Man of the Shroud?" This right. is, this you know, there's lots of images of, of the sh- of the shroud around the world, lots of different displays and so forth. This is very, uh, very unique. Um, it was begun by Father Hector Guerra uh, um, many years ago, and and he came to to San Antonio um, uh, to help us to set down some uh, a plan. That's right. A plan uh-huh. to start it, but the first one, and not to get too much into the shroud because it's so. I mean, so, we could spend hours on oh, this. Yeah. Who, is just, who is the man of the shroud? Who is the man of the shroud? Exhibit is actually a very unique one, as Tom was saying. Let me just uh-huh. mention real quick that it, the first one was founded in Jerusalem by Father Hetrigetta, and when we saw it in Jerusalem with some of our pilgrims, they said, we need this exact one. So those same right. pilgrims that we were, we experienced the shroud in Turin said, let's work on this. Well, we have that. It's a museum quality, uh, takes you on a journey through um, history, evidence, botanical evidence, uh-huh. science, scripture, with images, panels, lighting, music, really leading the person visiting the exhibit uh, to conclude at a bronze sculpture called The Man of the Shroud, and they have to answer the question after hearing everything and going through this journey, this experience, who is The Man of the Shroud? We invite people to visit. It's free. Uh, It's open to the public. We have had um, non-Catholics, non-Christians, unbelievers, Every, uh, people from all walks of life come and visit right. the Shroud. We do have Shroud ambassadors. Uh, call out to Shroud, to people who are interested. Give us a call. We're looking for Shroud ambassadors. Right. And okay. we, um, we are uh, also producing videos that are going worldwide on who is the man of the Shroud. There are two 10 minute videos yeah. with experts involved from Rome and throughout um, the world, actually the U.S., mm-hmm. uh, talking about facts that have been found um, of, you know, the various evidence of the shroud, who is man of the shroud. So, yeah, the, the, the mission, Pilgrim Center of Hope mission is incredible. We, our staff, are, we're called missionaries of hope, and mm-hmm. so are our donors and benefactors and volunteers. Some of them have really jumped on board ship. We use that terminology. Our, our yep. logo is to ship because we want to let people see a visual, you know, that we're moving, you know, and there's rough waves and soft waves. That reminds us of life, right? right. And the very, begin, the very front of the ship is the cross, uh, Jesus leading us forward. Um, so our mission of guiding people to Christ and the church, and we do this at the grassroots, reaching right. people where maybe Others are not. For example, they may not be going to church, 
but maybe they'll go to a conference or they'll attend an event at a, at a parish, a parish event or a retreat, or a day retreat. We have day uh, retreats. Even um, we've had several non-Catholics attend our day right. retreats. They're interested. They're curious. Um, but we, we want to use what we call the right bait. When we cast a net out into the Galilee, the world, we say we call the Galilee world, mm-hmm. but we use these, this net of uh, parish missions, parish outreach, conferences, and pilgrimages, media outreach, to reach people as they're driving, as they're walking, a friend mm-hmm. at work, thinking, uh, talking about how they encounter Jesus, how they heard right. about this man, Jesus. For example, the people who came to the Shroud exhibit would conclude after their visit with the question a couple of them have said to me, I want to know about more about this man, Jesus. Wow. So, you know, it's interesting, That's right? Powerful. I mean, it is. I mean, we, we hear about mm-hmm. Jesus, right? We maybe see pictures or, oh, yeah, Jesus, right, Son of God. But do we know him? Do we know what he's been through, his teachings, how he... He, um, his, his, uh, characteristics. I mean, we even have audio retreats, um, podcast, mm-hmm. meet the master, know, learn more about Jesus. So really it's at the grassroots talking about, uh, embracing your relationship with Jesus Christ and then attracting them to other, um, beautiful gifts, uh, beautiful facets of our, of our Catholic faith. Right. As I said earlier, the treasure chest that we have. Of Catholicism, and as you mentioned, uh, uh, you know they can go to pilgrimcenterofhope.org, and you've got those ex- exhibitions. I mean, we're talking about museum quality exhibition, yes. and so they're on Fridays. What what's the timing on them? Right, it's open on Fridays to the public from ten a.m. to four p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, if you and we do welcome groups, although because of the space, we you know we have space, but it's limited for groups. So we would invite right. people of maybe eight to ten at a time to really experience this journey through the Shroud exhibit. So we ask you to call in advance. Yeah. If you happen to be out from out of town, like we've had people from out of the state of Texas or visiting, family visiting, and you want them to come by because mm-hmm. they happen to be there on Monday, give us a call. We'll work with you. We definitely want to work with people. So, um, you know, our pilgrimcenterofhope.org will give you our office hours Monday through Friday. Uh, we are available for you to give resources uh, New Testaments, rosaries, pamphlets on Catholicism. Uh, we have had a vast history from doing uh, neighborhood um, walks, rosary walks, to reaching out to gang-infested neighborhoods mm-hmm. with um, uh, prayer, to uh, airport ministry, having a Catholic information booth wow. at the airport. Uh, now we're moving into a lot of um, visual media uh, pamphlets. Um, we're in the process of recording a narration for the Shroud exhibit in English and in Spanish. Right. So it, we are really uh, moving forward in this um, time of having a, a true vision of the future, another 30 yeah. to 60 <laughs> to 300 years. <laughs> yeah, well, who, who knows? That, that, that's the... Uh uh, the the challenge is to keep it keep it moving forward. But up up until now, there have been thousands of people that have been um, uh, touched in one way or another uh, right. by Pilgrim Center of Hope. Uh, thousands of people have, have attended the conferences, and and a couple of uh, thousand perhaps have been with us on on uh, pilgrimage. And and who knows how many thousand uh, be, through the uh, 
digital media that reaches out across the, the United States and sure. other other parts of the world. But, you know, it, it is interesting, the Pilgrim Center of Hope, that word hope uh, is so essential, especially in these times that, you know, there's a, a lot of things that that um, are obstacles to hope uh, sure. in, uh, in the world that we are living in. And it's interesting um, that over the course of the years, how many people have called the Pilgrim Center of Hope when they were going through their own difficulty or, or wondering about this sure. or, or that, that they call uh, the Pilgrim Center of Hope uh, to get connected to something, um, to get to get connected to hope. Sure. Uh, and, and that is, the, you know, fundamental to uh, the purpose of, of this ministry. And as I said before, it's about God's uh, providence, and, and it's, it's his providence that connects people to us and us uh, to people. Um, and, and so we just are so uh, grateful uh, for all that God has done. We're grateful for all of our, our benefactors, the, the people that, that, that pray uh, for us and our volunteers uh, that help every aspect of the ministry. So That's it's, right. it's a, yeah. a, a tremendous blessing. It, a tremendous blessing. You know, you, uh, Tom, you were talking about uh, hope and stories of hope. I'm reminded of a, a couple of, of incredible stories. We hear incredible stories in the 30 years, my goodness, yeah. many, many. But a couple of them that really stick out right now is a young a man who in his career in the um, computer world, went on pilgrimage with us and he was discerning whether or not God was calling him to the priesthood. He actually went on two pilgrimages to the Holy Land with us and on the second pilgrimage it was confirmed we spent a whole night in prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane adoring Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament and it was after that experience he says, this is it. God, I'm going to be a wow. priest. Well, he wow. went on the third pilgrimage with us as a priest. <laughs> so this was really incredible experience wow. and we had an, another woman who was studying in the medical field that was touched and through her experience with Pilgrim Center of Hope Conference, she went to her um, her parents' home in India and found it a home for the elderly and the dying. Wow. So it's just so many stories that just you know really give us all encouragement, right? And right, and it just tells us that the Holy Spirit is so alive and wants to work with each one of us wherever Absolutely. we are. And that's really the message we want to give. And I'm so grateful y'all came on the show. And I, I, I always promote Pilgrim Center of Hope. Thank and you. Your website, I love your website. For those listening, go to pilgrimcenterofhope.org. I know we got like a minute, but I also want to give out the address in case somebody wants to Google where you're located. It's at 7680 Joe Newton, and it's uh, zip code 78251. And the number to call for your your tour, booking your group, is 210 three three seven seven and again that's two one zero five two one three three seven seven right so thank you thank you so much Gordon I also want to add we have a speaker team if we can help your group organization or parish give us a call we're here to help absolutely thank you so much I appreciate both of you coming I appreciate the work that you do I mean it's about evangelization congratulations to 30 years I mean, that it must have flown by because, I mean, <laughs> yes, yes and no. <laughs> and, and I know you've had your challenges, right, but right. Uh, many hands make light work. But Amen. thank you so much. God Deacon bless Tom, you, Mary Jane Fox. Well. <laughs> and again, pilgrimcenterofhope.org. You want to go in there, check out the events, sign up your group for a tour, 210-521-3377. We'll be right back. Thank you very much, Deacon and, and Mary Jane. <laughs> 
Thank you. This is a Messy Family Minute from Mike and Alicia Hernan. There's something unique about the love of the parent and child. Nothing can replace it. Your children will have many friends, companions, and peers in their lives, but they will only have one mother or father. This relationship is so special that we need to make sure we never take it for granted or allow anyone to take our place. Sometimes we get caught up in wanting the perfect youth minister, teacher, or coach for our children, especially as they get older. Now, there's nothing wrong with that, and we thank God for those adults who have come into our children's lives, but no one will affect your child as powerfully as you can. Parents, remember that the authority you have as a parent isn't because you're perfect or holy or even that you have all the answers. Because let's be honest, sometimes we're just making this up as we go along. Instead, your authority comes from the fact that God has entrusted this child to you. Step into your role with confidence, knowing that God will give you the grace you need to be the best parent you can be. For more encouragement and parenting tips, visit us at MessyFamilyMinute.org. Hi, this is Trent Horn from Catholic Answers. Have you ever told someone you're pro-life and they sarcastically asked, how many children have you adopted? Here's how I often respond. Let's say I haven't adopted children. Let's go further and say, I don't even like children. How does my bad attitude show it should be legal to dismember human beings in the womb? With this approach, the focus comes off you and I and goes back to the one question that matters most. What are the unborn? Just as slavery wasn't moral when few whites employed blacks, abortion is not moral even if few people adopt children endangered by abortion. However, most couples wait years to adopt newborns. The problem is not too few caring adults, it's too few children being given a chance to live. This has been Trent Horn with the Catholic Answers Pro-Life Minute. For my free booklet that will make you better at defending human life, visit whywearepro-life.com. And we're back. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We appreciate you being with us on this Monday afternoon. We're here every Monday at noon, and we truly are blessed to have you listening in on the program. Just had a great, great conversation with Deacon Tom and Mary Jane Fox. Of course, Pilgrim Center of Hope is where they are located. And I want to give the uh, website out again for them, pilgrimcenterofhope.org. And if you need to, uh, if you can, call them for a tour of their, um, Who is the Man of the Shroud, a museum quality exhibition that you don't want to miss out on. I know on Fridays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. is what Mary Jane told us, that they can uh, accommodate you. Their number is 210-521-3377, and they're located at 7680 Joe Newton. So be sure to go into their site, check them out, and, of course, book your tour so that uh, you can go learn more about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So with that, our next guest in the studio from the, uh, from the Archdiocese of San Antonio. I'm excited to have Adamola Elliott, of course, and Charles Ramirez. Charles is a project manager. They're both from the Office of Parish Life. And I want to thank both of y'all for coming in today to talk about, uh, um, everything that we're going to talk about on Assembly 2023. So welcome to the studio. Thank you. Thank Billy. you for having us. Of, of course. Tell, tell our listeners about what you do over at the Archdiocese, what's coming up, and uh, 
you know what we should expect November third and fourth when uh, when we start celebrating the Assembly twenty twenty three. Yeah, well, Adam Ola and I are both co chairs of the promotion subcommittee for the Eucharistic Congress uh-huh. uh, Assembly twenty twenty three. I know that we're both working on different projects for the archdiocese and the pastoral ministries department. Adam Ola, right. as a parish life liaison, does a lot of connecting with our pastors and our parishes and. I'm working on projects with our directors and team, but we're really excited about the assembly. That's been kind of our main priority this last few months since we opened registration in July. Right. What is the assembly? Well, the assembly is our annual Archdiocesan Conference that we have every November. Mm -hmm. And this year, it's actually, uh, it's been renamed or rebranded, so to speak, as the Archdiocesan Eucharistic Congress. And the reason for that is because, uh, as you know, we started uh, the Synodal Journey Mm -hmm. in 2021, uh, and its focus now is on the Eucharistic Renewal, which goes through 2024. And so this is the Archdiocesan uh, Congress uh, of a local gathering of all the Catholics here in in the Archdiocese. Beautiful. And, And who's invited to the assembly Everybody, everybody, young and old, alive, able-bodied, accessibility, Uh English, Spanish speakers. I mean, if you are hearing the sound of our voices, you are invited. You're invited. Why should they attend? I mean, what's there to look forward to? I mean, what? I mean, there's a lot to look forward to, but give us an idea of what they can can, uh, look forward to seeing. Yes. So, you know, um, I think the most important thing is that the pandemic kind of – interrupted our lives, right? Uh-huh. Interrupted uh-huh. how we we connected with the church and went to mass. So before this, I mean, this was an annual thing. Like everybody right. came from all across the diocese. We've got 19 counties to gather and celebrate with the archbishop, celebrate with their, you know, brothers and sisters. Um, and this is kind of like this renewal of faith, this Bring revival, this, yes, come yeah. back. Like if you've not come back to mass, it's, it's time to come back. Right. It's time to to celebrate the Eucharist. It's time to gather around the table. It's time to, for all of us to gather together and remember like why we are Catholic and, and hear from really great speakers, have some breakout sessions, which we're calling moments of encounter um, and celebrate mass. So and I know you and I were talking uh, in my office, uh, what, a couple of weeks ago. And so November 3rd is by parish. So each parish is being encouraged to, uh, kick off assembly 2023 and then what happens on november 4th so uh, each parish um and if you you know let's let's call it a church right you know we use Mm -hmm. our words um so church parish same thing Mm -hmm. um if you don't belong to one uh, on our website we have a a parish locator the person can put in their zip code or their address and find the nearest catholic church to them but each church is encouraged to have a mini Eucharistic celebration. So that could be a teaching mass, that could be adoration, holy hour, holy hour. Um, But November 4th is the, is the big conference with everybody. Yes. It's like a spiritual preparation at the parish level and then at the church level community. And then it's uh, preparing the participants who are going to prepare to pray together uh, but also those that may not be going on November 4th for whatever reason. Right. They can have a small assembly at their parish on, on Friday the 3rd. Tell me about November 4th. What's that look like? Where's it at? Yeah, November 4th will be back at St. Mary's University. And I want to make a note, uh, jumping off of what Adamola said, she's right. 
uh, we haven't been at St. Mary's University since 2019. Mm-hmm. In 2020, we had a digital assembly. Uh, in 2021, we were at St. Matthew's. In 2022, as part of this Eucharistic uh, renewal, we were at the deanery level. Right. So now we are back, uh, full-blown, everyone's invited uh, at St. Mary's University starting at 8 a.m. Doors open at 7.30. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll, the, the show starts at 8.20 with a deanery procession. So we're going to have representatives of all the deaneries coming in for a beautiful procession, followed by keynote speakers at 9 o'clock. And after the keynote speakers, we're having actually Cardinal Tobin from the Archdiocese of, of Newark. I saw that. Yes, yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Him. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. We, we're really looking forward to him. He's a, he's a big name. He's actually right now participating in the, in the Synodal uh, Senate of Bishops mm-hmm. in, in Rome. Right. So it's going to be really exciting that he'll be coming to visit San Antonio right at the tail end of the, of the Grand Synod. Um, and we'll, we're also having Father Fernando Torre, who will be doing our keynote in Spanish. Okay. And they'll both be talking about our theme, which is Jesus Christ, Nourishment for the World. Right. Uh, after their keynote at 10, 20, we're going to have moments of encounter, which is, as Adamola said, breakout sessions. Mm-hmm. But they're a little bit different. What makes them different is that at a normal conference, you get breakout sessions and, you know, it's, it's a presentation and then it's kind of like you go home. Right. But this moment of encounter is a time to really encounter Christ in a new way. We have four different sessions that are focused on four different areas of, of our faith. Uh, and, and just as in the Gospels, Christ comes to everybody in their own way and meets them yep. where they are. Yep. Uh, and that encounter is what really changes our perspective and makes us want more. So each of these uh, four moments of encounter are, are made to do just that. And then it's going to move into mass with Archbishop Gustavo, which will end oh, the day. Nice. Yes, we're going to end the in the in the day. It's an eleven thirty mass, so the the event will be uh, wrapping up by one one p.m. ish ish. <laughs> <laughs> now, what's the uh, cost to attend, or do I have to be Catholic? I mean, do I, can I be a non-Catholic and still attend? Yes, so um, we would like to have everyone pay at the grand price of free. <laughs> Zero dollars. I like that. Thanks, thanks to the donors of the Archbishop's Appeal, uh-huh. we are able to offer this completely free for all those who, who, who can attend. Wow, God yes. bless. Amen. That is awesome. Yes, That's a- yes, yes. So if you uh, um, donate to the Archbishop's Appeal, we thank you. This would not be possible without you. So um, every year, you know, keep coming so that we can have more programming for and the capacity over at St. Ma- uh, uh, St. Mary's is uh, it's going to be in the like take it in the gym. Yeah, or? it's going to be the main uh, area will be in the Grihi Arena, okay. and we have seating there for three thousand people. So that's our goal. And if right. we get more than that, we have a plan B to accommodate. The whole gym actually holds five thousand, right. uh, but with our configuration, you know, we're we're hoping for that three thousand goal, and we're just under two thousand right now. So yeah. we're really hoping to push that over by the next couple of weeks. I think you're going to have 5,000. Hey. All right, Gordon, big. yes. You know what? We're going to keep promoting it. We've been promoting it, and, you, you know, this that. is a big deal. So uh, why are there two dates, November 3rd and 4th? I think we kind of touched on that, you know, by, by parish, by, by church. Yes. But why are there two? Yes. Well, Archbishop had uh, requested that our pastors prepare the faithful in their own communities uh-huh. before going on to the to the main Archdiocesan Congress. And... He has uh, really put emphasis on these local communities because he understands the power 
of 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 that familiarity and that community with the pastor as the head. Right. And so, uh, if someone can't attend on Saturday, they can at least gather as a community at the parish level on Friday. Right. And for those that are attending, they can uh, be commissioned and have some kind of spiritual preparation before going on to the assembly on Saturday. So then let's say I'm I'm still, you know, I don't want to gather in large groups. I mean, is there another option for me if, if I can't attend or if I physically can't attend the event? Is there another option? Yes. So we are actually going to be live streaming this event. Oh, nice. Um, okay. So for people who, like, like you said, maybe they're not comfortable or, you know what, they don't want to leave their home or maybe they physically can't. Um, so CTSA, um, Catholic TV San Antonio, mm-hmm. following them on Facebook, on YouTube or ctsa.tv, it'll be broadcast. And so viewers are actually going to get a different view of what assembly is going to look like there. There's going to be some, uh, some interviews happening, some, you know, kind of live on the streets, like, what are you thinking about assembly? How's it going for you? So they're going to get like oh, this nice. backstage kind of yes. access. So it's going to be very interactive, yes. very different. In the past, we've recorded the keynote address and, and the mass uh, but we haven't recorded the whole entire program. So this year we are re- recording from start to finish. And like Adam Ola said, we'll have some interactive um, uh, kind of impromptu uh, interviews with okay. attendees, with mm-hmm. Archbishop. Um, and it'll also be broadcast on the Shalom World Network. Yes, Shalom World. Yes. Oh, that's going to be Nationally, nice. yes. So it okay. should be really, really good. And, and we're just excited. Yes. And for those that uh, do want to attend and still have some, some you know, Fears about crowds. We will have masks present if they uh-huh. want a face mask and, right. and uh, hand sanitizers. All the regular precautions. We'll, we'll have those available. And so, if I have a family and I want to bring my whole family, I mean, children. We want to encourage young adults and children. Correct. Yes. So. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Children are welcome to come. Uh, the, in the past, we've uh, encouraged assembly to be more of an adult focused event but this year we are encouraging families to bring their children mm-hmm. uh, we will have uh, different breakout sessions that will have elements of uh, interactive activities um, now we do ask that the children stay with their parents throughout the day but right. they are very much welcome to attend and it will be something for everybody so tell me this um, I mean this is great information uh, and I, I know that people are who especially listening, they're probably like, okay, I now get what assembly is, assembly 2023 is, and the fact that everybody's coming back to the church. I mean, this is, I think, going to be great. That's why I think it's going to be sold out. But uh, what what else do you want to provide to our listeners so that to encourage them to go? I mean, we're gonna we're gonna have Father Will comes from St. Mary Magdalene here. He's going to talk about his assembly nice. and encouraging you know his uh, his. Uh, his parishioners to attend, but what else would you like to encourage people out there to know about Assembly 2023? Well, I would like to first say, you know, uh, it's a great gathering of all the faithful in San Antonio. It's a one time of the year, I think, where we really invite all people of the Archdiocese to get together. Mm -hmm. And it's a symbol, not only of our unity as Catholics in the local church, but of our unity with the Archbishop, with our shepherd. Uh, this is a great event to see all of our clergy coming together. All the pastors have been encouraged to attend, and most of them, I think m- the majority of them, have attended in the past. So it's beautiful to see all the pastors con ce- celebrating Mass with the Archbishop, as well as our deacons, all of our deacons there assisting o- on the altar. Uh, I just want to point out, this year, because we are calling it the Congress, 
Congress has been a very specific word, and I've been asked, you know, why is it called a Congress? What is yeah. a Congress? And, you know, it's another word for conference, but the difference lies in the, in the root word. Conference uh, comes from the Latin word that means coming together, mm-hmm. but Congress comes from the Latin word meaning walking together. Okay. So it's a very subtle distinction, but very significant because as we're on the journey for Eucharistic renewal, we are all walking together on this journey as Catholics into a newfound appreciation, love, and belief in, in, in the Blessed Sacrament and the true presence of right. Jesus Christ. So I think that uh, having it named Congress really adds that subtle distinction, but very, very prominent for, for all those who attend. Right. And I also want to say, uh, and Gordy, you mentioned, like, do I have to be Catholic? Um, right. No, you don't. And if it's if there's somebody in if you're a listener and you're listening uh, if there's someone in your life and you're like I don't even know how to share the faith I don't even know what to say or maybe they don't understand what I'm saying right. bring them along have sure. them come with you come and see uh, it's an opportunity for us to walk with those who are non-Catholics to just let me share my faith with you right like how many Absolutely. times have you walked somewhere in bookstore restaurant someone's like do you know jesus or you know if you've had someone knock on your door do you know the love of christ well here's how we can do that let's invite a friend to this and say here's our faith like living out loud but in a mass amount right and have a a conversation afterwards it's a it's a great time it's from eight to one afterwards go to lunch and say okay let's talk what did you learn what did you like what did you not understand Right. Let's have a conversation. I think it's a great um, a way to just share the faith with others who are who are not aware or who maybe have some misconceptions about right. what we believe. It's a beautiful opportunity for everyone to come together. It's a beautiful way to express, you know, our Catholic faith and to share it with others, as Adam Ola said. The, the Catholic Church is so rich in tradition, and it is focused on what we call the source and summit of our faith, mm-hmm. which is the Blessed Sacrament. And so... In this renewal, you know, having that, giving witness to that for others who, who right. may not be Catholic or, or who may be Catholic but haven't attended Mass in a while and may want to just get a refresher on, on what the church teaches and how our community worships together, it would right. be great for, for everybody to attend. Well, you just said uh, three key words, source and summit. Yes. That was the theme of our share which Beautiful. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yes. But, okay, so, uh, you know, I'm listening to you. I want to get involved. Where do I go? What do I do? How do I register? Okay. You can go to assemblysa.org to register and learn more information. That's assemblysa.org. And on that website, you can see all the breakout sessions, descriptions, our keynote speakers, the biographies, schedules of the day, frequently asked questions, directions to get there, uh, and a link to register. Okay. And as you said, it's free. Yes, free. absolutely free. Absolutely free. And if I can, just talk real quickly about our four breakout sessions. Oh, yeah, yes. absolutely. They are so exciting to, to when they, these came together because they're on four different aspects of our faith. And I'll, I'll go through them briefly. But basically, all four talk about how we are empowered by the Eucharist to be missionary disciples of Christ in different areas of our life. So one area is going to be charity and service, how the Eucharist uh, allows us, empowers us to serve other people, uh, to to do good works, the corporal works of mercy, to uh, go out and, you know, like Jesus said uh, uh, in Matthew 25, 
what you did for the least of my brothers, you did for me. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it's so important that we focus ourselves on Jesus to go out and empower ourselves to do that. Uh, another session will focus on marriage and family life. Because as we know, I mean, marriage and family life can be very difficult at times. And it's through Christ and the Eucharist and our connection with him that gives us the power and the strength to to live holy lives in those vocations that we have, you know, with family and marriage. And I'm going to cut in. Please. Those two sessions, charity and service and marriage and family, those are the ones that if you have uh, small kids, you want to take them to because they're going to be the Ah, the interactive Interactive ones. Yes, Yes, very good. Thanks, Adam It's going to be excellent. Uh, The other two sessions, the third one is going to focus on the liturgy. So if you're interested in the liturgy, if you're interested in Catholic tradition, uh, it's going to be a great presentation on what the Mass is, uh, what's actually happening during the sacrificial celebration, and they're going to be uh, outlining different liturgical uh, vessels, different mm. things used at Mass, different things you may see around your church. So that's going to be a really good interactive talk and a lot of learning. Uh, and the last session is is on the universal call to holiness. Uh, it's for young adults and vocations, but... It's more broad than that. It's not just for young adults. It is going to be a a session about how we are all called to this uh, universal holiness in whatever uh, vocation we are called to be, whether that be the married life, single life, religious vocation, priesthood. Uh, So it's going to be an excellent, excellent talk on how the Eucharist helps us find our vocation in discernment. So four excellent, excellent areas all about how... Jesus is the nourishment for for the world. And like we were just discussing, you know, you don't have to be Catholic to attend. That's right. And I think these breakout sessions, especially the uh, explanation of the Mass, man, that goes a long way with me because, you know, I've been through explanations of the Mass, but I always have questions, you know. It's always a question that comes up. I take it these sessions are going to be Q&A. Can people... Ask, yeah, bring absolutely. their questions with you know, them. Each, each session, is, is, is that's what makes it such a beautiful moment of encounter because there will be part presentation, uh, there will be part small group discussion, mm-hmm. and there will be part Q&A. So if someone uh, you know is coming alone or coming in a group and wants to meet other people here, this is a great opportunity for them to uh, sign up for a session that they are interested in and then meet others who are also interested in that same topic uh, the, the small group discussions will allow them to meet each other, talk about these these topics, and then, yeah, share their questions with the presenters and, and get those answers that, that they can bring to the table. Cool. Yes. And I think it's important to note also that this will be bilingual. The sessions will oh, be that bilingual. That was another question yes. I had. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah. the keynote specifically, so the one happening uh-huh. in English, there will be one happening in Spanish simultaneously, but the breakout sessions will be bilingual. Yes. Right. Yes. right. What are you all looking forward to? Um, I'm looking forward to the young adult session because word on the street is that there's an after party going on after yes. this one yes. to four. We got to mention that. Yes. So there's an Where after party going on. <laughs> it's at St. Mary's uh-huh. for all young adults. It's going to be from one to four right after assembly. And we're really excited. That's going to be a, a whole different uh, part of the day specifically for young adults. They're going to have some socializing time, some food presentations, little surprises. So we're really excited for the young adults to keep the party going after assembly's over. Wow. What about the adults? Is there anything for them? 
Well, I mean, <laughs> make friends and then afterwards maybe go to lunch with go some lunch, of the new yeah. people that you've met and discuss what you've learned at, during the, the breakout sessions, the yes. moments of encounter. So unfortunately, yeah. um, <laughs> this is just for the 18 to 39 range. That's how right. the USCCB defines a young adult. So, Do you think this is going to be a uh, one of the biggest? Uh, I mean, you know, we had COVID and, of course, y'all had it at venues that were – or churches that were a little bit smaller. I mean, yes. St. Mary's Grigi Arena is pretty big. So yes, yes. I think it's going to be... I think this will be the biggest yet, uh, especially because we're all coming back from, from a few years of not being able to gather at this large yeah. amount. And uh, it's just going to be a beautiful testament of our faith and, and the the uh, vibrancy of the local church because the church is alive and people are coming out and people want to worship and people want to express their faith in the Blessed Sacrament yeah. and the true presence of Christ, which really makes us Catholic. So I'm really excited. I think it's going to be very big. Are you seeing groups uh, registering, like Acts groups or Knights of Columbus? Or? Yes, yes. We have lots of different Knights of Columbus groups registering. We have Catholic schools registering as groups. Uh-huh. We have teachers, staff, parents coming from all the different Catholic schools. We have religious congregations, sisters and brothers registering their their communities together. Uh, it's just a beautiful, beautiful testament. Absolutely. Yeah, I just mentioned the uh, Salesian sisters. We were just out there, and I think I, I think I asked them if they were. Go- I think they're going to be there. I'm not too yes. sure. I shouldn't speak for them, but no, I think they are. They I are. Think yeah. I've seen them I've registered. The yeah. Salesians. We always beautiful. see Sister Sydney. She's always yeah, Sister Sydney. We love her. <laughs> She's <laughs> very animated. <laughs> you know, they. I mean, they do a great job over there. I'm looking forward to it. I think you know, as people learn more about you know Assembly 2023 and Go into assemblysa.org, and that's where you go to register. That's where you go to find out more information about, you know, what Assembly 2023 is all about. And we really want to encourage our, our parishes out there, our churches, to get involved. Yes. I mean, like I said, Father Will Combs is going to come in and talk about this. But we want to encourage everyone to get involved because this is our faith. This is our Catholicism. This is how we learn more about our faith and what it's like to be a Catholic and what it's like to— um, you learn about the Catholic faith. So I think the learnings that are going to come out of this are going to be huge. What are y'all expecting to come out of this after after everything's said and done? I think there will be a wide uh, renewal of, of of belief in the in the Blessed Sacrament. Oh, I, I think like that. You know, the statistics show that Catholics who who attend Mass, they may not have a a correct understanding of Uh the true presence. And I think that this is really going to help reinvigorate that faith. Uh, But in addition to that, this is a milestone on our way to the National Eucharistic Congress, which will be in Indianapolis in 2024. Uh, And then we will gather again next year for Assembly 2024, uh, as 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 we unite after this process of Eucharistic uh-huh. renewal. So ultimately, I see the faith being renewed. We hope that people uh, uh, go back to Sunday Mass if they haven't been attending yeah. Sunday Mass or get more out of the Mass when they do attend because yes. it's very, very uh, uh, important that they know what is happening during the sacrifice of the Mass. And I think if people <clears throat> really knew churches would be full every Sunday. There wouldn't be enough mass times to go around. Mm, <laughs> I agree with that statement. I think also, um, I think the sense of community, mm-hmm. just, you know, there's there's a community at our parish, but to come together and see the entire archdiocese from rural parishes, from 
Del Rio, Comstock, Dilly, Pleasanton, yeah. Poteet, Fredericksburg, Comfort. Kerrville, like, Marble Falls. Kerv- all, yes, yes. yes. Our whole listening Sagin. area. Everybody, like <laughs> yeah. everybody gathering together. Like that in itself, I my heart grows with that. Just like we're not, we're more than just your your parish of 500 or, or 3,000 right. or 2,000. We are so, we are so different. We are multilingual. We mm-hmm. are multicultural and we are all universal. We are Catholic. Yes. That's right. Yes. That's what Catholicism means, right? Yes. That's right. Universal. That's yes. right. It's a beautiful. So we want to encourage everybody to go into assemblyessay.org. I think this is going to be a, a fantastic, fantastic assembly. And I think y'all are going to be very amazed at the turnout. And I think it's going to, it's going to enhance our faith, right? It's yes. going to bring everybody closer to, you called it the, the Eucharist, the real presence. Yes. Yes. And so I think, you know, you, you, you mentioned that and that, that just rings to my heart. And yes. I think we all need to learn more about, you know, what the Eucharist is about, what it embodies, Yes, you know. And so to go to a, uh, uh, you know, an assembly like this and to be around other Catholics that are also maybe learning more about what the Eucharist is about, yes. you know, in the body and, and blood of Christ, I think it's going to be fantastic. So I'm going to keep encouraging. We're going to promote. We've been promoting this. I know, Adam Ola, you did a great spot for us uh, on a PSA, and we've been a public service announcement. We've been running that, so I know that people are getting the word, and I know that they're going to register, but we want to keep saying this, assemblyessay.org. It's going to be held November 4th at St. Mary's University in the Grigia Arena. There's going to be plenty to do. You're going to have a great mass, breakout sessions. I encourage everybody to go into assemblyessay.org, and I think the Archdiocese, are, you're going to have plenty of folks at the Archdiocese there as well, right? Oh, yes. It's be a party. Everybody well, thank you there. for coming on, uh, Adam O. Elliott and Charles Ramirez. Thank you for coming on. I think you're going to have a great turnout. And again, thank you for uh, coming in and talking about Assembly 2023. Listeners, we thank you for listening. We ask you to pray for our priests, and have a great and blessed week. Thank you. Hello, this is Steve Gleason, your Wednesday host of A Life Lived Joyfully, presented by the Guadalupe Radio Network. Join us Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern, as we begin with the Divine Mercy Chaplet, followed by A Life Lived Joyfully. We're going to explore the call to holiness and the life of virtue. And be sure to call in with your questions during our open line segment. That number is 877-757-9424. That is 877-757-9424. The Guadalupe Radio Network would like to thank Aging in Place Hospice for their support and generosity. AIP Hospice is a community-based hospice care agency in San Antonio and specializes in taking care of the terminally ill no matter where they live. AIP Hospice is VA-preferred and approved and accepts Medicaid and Medicare. AIP can be reached at 210-260-0000. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic with Bible Study. The sacraments of matrimony and holy orders are sacraments of service, which means they are directed towards the salvation of others. Through holy orders, a priest gives himself to the church through service to the faithful. Through marriage, the spouses give themselves to one another in service and love. Popular thought tells us marriage is for emotional or romantic fulfillment alone, but the church, in her wisdom, calls us to something much greater, a communion of life and love. 
This holds true also for the sacrament of holy orders. A priest does not become a priest for personal fulfillment. He is consecrated for the sanctification of the body of Christ. The church is fortified and consecrated through the sacraments of service. Whatever your vocation, how can you deepen the way you serve those around you today? Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. Your 24-hour-a-day source of Catholic inspiration. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Thanks for listening to KJMA 89.7 Floresville, San Antonio. On the Guadalupe Radio Network in South Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul. Catholic Radio for your soul. And also streaming on grnonline.com and on your smartphone.